Could it really be the Christmas weekend edition of Rosie on the House for 2023? Woo! Where did that go, Shaq? Where did that go? Good Saturday morning to you all. I know a bunch of you are out uh, frantically uh, trying to wrap up a few obligations for the big holiday. I do have to thank my cousin's wife, who sent me an official notice last night. It reads, All right, men, it's officially time to start thinking about Christmas shopping. <laughs> kind of says it all, doesn't it? Not quite, time, <laughs> not quite time to shop yet, but definitely be thinking about it. So thank you, Miss Charlotte, uh, for sending that out to the entire Romero men family tree. <laughs> so are you ready? No, I'm not, but... Uh, it it's is, got a whole day. It, but it is snowing in Flagstaff. I'm going to pick something out for you really special at the Snowball gift shop this afternoon. Oh, you are, huh? <laughs> Get two things done at once. Fresh snow at the Snowball. Hot diggity dog. So we're here uh, to answer any question y'all might have about home improvement, home remodeling, home maintenance. The same phone number as always, one 767 4348. Uh, we know y'all are out busy. That's good. Be safe. Uh, you know what? You get out of the car and you're making your way to the front door of the store and there's a cart left out in the parking lot. Grab it. Bring it up to the store. When you're done, park yours where it's supposed to park. You know what? When someone, I had to cross a parking lot the other day in the rain and two People driving through the parking lot took priority over, made me stop and stand in the rain so they could go in front of me. I thought, wow, oh, Merry Christmas there, brother. Merry Christmas there, sister. Well, I have a nice story, though. What was it? I walked into Fry's. There was yeah. not a single, this was yesterday. I yeah. thought I was done, and I remembered several more things. Oh. And the line was, of course, all the way back to halfway back to the store. But uh, I got, walked in the store, and there was no carts left. And I, I was kind of standing thinking, well, I guess I'll stand here and wait. And a gentleman walked up and said, do you need my cart? And I said, I would love it. And he took a wipe, and he ha- wiped it off from me, and he handed it to me. All right. So I said, well, thank you. And he said, Merry Christmas. Well, that's awesome. Um, so the Christmas season is here upon us this weekend. Uh, I will tell you, officially, as of last night, not only was I sent that notice from my cousin's wife, but Jennifer and I tuned in to, where did we get the idea to watch that show, Jennifer? Oh, that was uh, Carol. It was a Celtic Christmas. That was the most spectacular Christmas music I've ever heard. It was very lovely. It will replace Kenny and Dolly as my favorite oh, Christmas man. music. Well, it's a little bit different genre, for <laughs> yeah. sure. That's fighting the words right there, man. Man, it was beautiful music. Gosh, the... the Celtic Music Festival? What? What? What was? It? How would people find that? Well, it's called Celtic Women Home for Christmas Live from Dublin, and it's on YouTube. And yeah. it's an it's an older presentation, but it doesn't matter. Oh, the music really? is timeless. Celtic Women Home for Christmas Live from Dublin. Mercy. Hmm. Well, while y'all are out and about shopping and wrapping up uh, your Christmas obligations, we thought today would be a good day. This hour would be a good hour. 
for Romy and I to bring to y'all, uh, we post blogs every week on the topics we're going to cover each Saturday. And we thought, well, with the call load might be a little low. I don't know how many people are going to be sitting at home listening to the radio and waiting to call in about a drywall repair this particular weekend. So we thought, well, let's bring Arizona homeowners the most popular blogs that we posted that you responded to in this past year. And we're going to start David Letterman fashion with number five and work our way down to number one. Uh, Romy, I'm going to let you take the first one, okay? The One of the most popular blogs we had, and it should be, people need to be an expert on this, is how do you enhance your outdoor lighting? And as we get into the blog, I want to just kind of go into a little back detail here. We select our article based on whichever one of our partners are coming in studio. So we've got three hours each Saturday we have to broadcast. Uh, 8 o'clock the outdoor living hour. 10 o'clock the open home hour. Calls, texts, emails, direct messages, whatever. But 9 o'clock we bring in a trade specialist to talk about something specifically on your home. So the article coincides with that. And in the past, you know, like a lot of contractors, they're not public speakers or they don't like to get on the microphone or anything like that. But So we had never historically uh, been very pushy with our partners to come on studio, just uh, whoever wants to, whenever. But we noticed uh, guys have been with us for years and years and years and had never come and shared their information. Like there's a lot of information and a lot of different trades we haven't covered because we're not bringing them on. So we kind of changed this year and, you know, okay, at least once every three years, you got to come in. So that'll help us keep, uh, update and on all kinds of different industries, bringing a lot more. If you look at our topics from last year to this year, I think with the amount, the quality is really enhanced. And then we've also started video recording it, and we've taken those videos. The, instead of it being a whole, you know, hour of the broadcast, we cut it into however many segments and very digestible. We try and keep it under sixty seconds, so then you can go through. You have the entire podcast, or you have like. Um, a video cliff note section that you could stream as well. So all the different ways we continue to try and make our, this program better and reach the audience and connect with homeowners. And starting off, uh, this one came from, let's see, this broadcast number five was this fall, September 26th. We had one of our newer partners, Nick Servey with Nightworks uh, in studio. And that's all he does is night lighting. That's his specialty. And the only thing, you know, it's not like you, you know, there's a lot of different sub-industries within landscaping. You could be an artificial turf guy. You can be an irrigation guy. You could be a paver guy. You could be a pool guy. You know, well, all Nick does is specifically lighting. And he really has quite a quite a beautiful portfolio of work he's done. Um, and he goes through... Starting with the design, you know, that's kind of your blueprint. Where are we going to run the utilities? You know, where are we going to trench? What's existing in the backyard we have to look for or front yard? You know, obviously you don't want to break any water lines or uh, gas lines if you've got an existing uh, hardscapes that, that are installed and running out to a fireplace. But, you know, 
but then what are you lighting for? Are you trying to highlight architectural features? Are you trying to highlight landscape features? And then the function of it. Are you trying to you know, do night lighting for security purpose or are you trying to use it for functioning use? You know, right now, by the time I get home, it's already dark. <laughs> when I get up, feed the horses and leave in the morning, it's still dark. Winter so- <laughs> solstice. <laughs> so night lighting for us has to be very functional because otherwise, you know, you just complete darkness the whole time. So the architectural feature you're lighting is the horse trough. <laughs> well, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> got to see where I'm throwing the food. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You do. <clears throat> but then there's a lot of elements for security or for pathway lighting. Um, if you've got, you know, any kind of steps going up to the front door, any kind of terrain different steps in the backyard, you want to make sure those are highlighted so they're not trip hazards. And then he dives into, you know, the hardware and just what change LED lighting has brought into the outdoor lighting and nightscaping. You know, it's we talk about it a lot in the home and what it's done inside the house, but we haven't hadn't really in the past talked about just the difference it's made in your outdoor lighting and the different types of glows and colors and ambient features. And, you know, it's all dimmable so you can have almost a different setting each night and you never have the same same look twice so when it's a full moon out you could have a different dimmer setting where it's completely no moon and it's pitch black especially if you're up in like a dark sky city or you know out from underneath the street lights your your lighting scheme could be completely separate on a no moon night and your lighting scheme outside shouldn't be a series of runway lights or glare bombs. They're just shining people in the face as they approach your house. That isn't effective. It's not handsome. It's not pretty. It's not attractive at all. I'll tell you one of the things I've really come to like in the outdoor lighting that uh, it was new to me this year. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but the night lighting is on motion sensors, and they are at a constant dim level so you can see them. And when they detect motion, they go up two notches. Oh, nice! And and that's that's really really nice. And you can you can kill that feature if you want, but boy, for security, have those lights on the backside of your eave so nobody can see them. But then the motion detector pointed out into the perimeter of the house. Any movement out on the perimeter of the house, the security lights, boom, light up. Uh, th- those are a couple. Uh, features that I was able to learn from our series we did on night lighting. So again, that was one of the that was one of the most popular blogs we did in all of last year. I have to say too, Nick's work is artwork. It is. It is. It so enhances and is so inviting and is so beautiful. It take your breath away. Night you, works. I, and with our desert trees, you know. Just the way they grow and the branch architecture is so much different than, you know, like a mulberry or an elm or, you know, something that's a single trunk that grows tall where most of our native trees, if you let them, they, they kind of want to be more of a shrub type. And, you know, the the night lighting on desert trees is, you know, 
It, it's hard to beat, in my opinion. It's true art. All right. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the next most popular blog, and it's one I know that's on the top of a lot of your mind. Um, how about the, 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 the conflict of buying a new home, selling the one you're in, or remodeling the one you got? Boy, in the uh, click up in interest rates and the ride up we've had in equity the last couple of years, that's a very that's a, a very conflicted arguments in a lot of households, and we'll cover it right after this. The best of 2023, covering our most viewed articles, as reported by Google Analytics, so we can see which ones, you know, may not be the ones that had the most listeners necessarily, but the listening ratings, rating analytics, and the digital analytics are two completely separate things, and the digital one, uh, anyway. Next one on the list is buying a brand new home versus remodeling a home. A lot of conflicted homeowners out there is a po- trying to decide what to do. And it's kind of a result of the situation we find our, our economy in, and uh, nationally as globally and as related to locally. Uh, many of you, if you've been sitting in a home five or six or seven years, could possibly be sitting on equity of 30 to 40 percent of, uh, you know, in excess of your mortgage. If you were lucky enough to buy in the housing bubble of 08, 09, 10, or 11, you're probably sitting on about 100% equity. Uh, your home has doubled in price since 2010, generally speaking. So you start looking at all that equity and you decide, okay, what's, the, what's a good way to put that to work? And a lot of people say, well, boy, if, if we bought this house for 250 now we can sell it for five and a quarter. Let's sell it and go buy something else for six fifteen, and you're going to find out what you can buy for six fifteen is less of a house that you paid two fifty for back in two thousand ten. So it's 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 the it's the endless chasing your tail equity chase that a lot of people get in involved in, and then you wonder, well, but that's safe because look what look look what it's done the last fourteen years. It's doubled. Oh, but be careful. That was after it reduced in value by 60% from 2005 to 2008. We had the, one of the deepest real estate value declines prior to that um, that we've, we've ever had. So we, we lost a lot of value and we've recovered. So a lot of speculative type people are saying, well, it doesn't matter if I'm going to buy ahead again, ahead again, ahead again, because it'll all catch up. Well, um, well, the, what's the old saying? Scared money never makes money. <laughs> As you get older, you have enough memory that, that does scare you a little bit. Yeah, bold money can break knuckles, too. I'll tell you, I can verify for that. <laughs> Just be careful. But when you're sitting on that big equity, it is really hard not to be thinking about it in a way of improving your habitat, your nest, your living environment. And one of the first things people think about is, well, let's let's move up, move out, move up. But you love your neighborhood. You love your neighbors. 
You don't know if that next buy is going to put you right next door to one of the bad reputation short-term rental party houses. That would wouldn't that would that would just destroy that next home purchase, wouldn't it? It would for me. I'll tell you. Uh, I like my privacy. I like my quiet neighborhoods. So let's think about maybe refinancing your current equity and putting the equity into work to remodel your existing home. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Even with the higher interest rates, you're not going in to that new mortgage at the full interest rate. You can split it and you can divide it. And there's ways to skin that cat. So a lot of that equity now is going into remodeling. And uh, people are staying put. Just, just uh, uh, I find it, I see it, a bit more than they have been the last 15 years. As you were just, the, the appreciation was accelerating so fast, you could just flip, 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 flip up, 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 up. And start in that 250 home and easily be living in a 750, $800,000 home. Now, with the equity put to work on the down payments, you're probably in about the same payment you were back when you put 10% down on the 250 in 2009. So, congratulations to all of you that are sitting on those kind of equity uh, treasure troves. There are lots of options to put that equity to work for you to get the home fine-tuned and turned into the house of your dreams if it's not quite that and outdoor landscaping and night lighting like we were just talking about might be one of the areas that would truly enhance your living environment it it, it does a lot to pull you out in the backyard when the sun sets and that dim artistic outdoor lighting comes on it's almost it almost it, it's almost like a lasso around your neck pulls you outside and puts you on the back porch swing. And it, those are all the kinds of little things that can be done to greatly enhance the quality of your life right there in your own little crib, your own little cottage, your own little household castle or cabin. So hope you enjoyed that tip. I know a lot of you are conflicted on what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I can just tell you what I'm seeing a lot of people do. And with so much of the new homes being on the outskirts of town, you know, you've got to either be able to relocate job-wise or be ready for a big commute. So it's it's sprawling. There's no doubt about that. So we've still got our top three coming up here after bottom of the hour news. It's Rosie on the house. And if you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Hello, I'm Vaughn Payne the president and owner of East Valley Floors. Merry Christmas from Rosie on the House. Ho, ho, ho! The Christmas weekend edition of Rosie on the House. Hope you're having a very fine, jolly, jolly good weekend time. Oh, what a nice little rain event. Boy, the state has been starving for that one. Woo! Man, that was delicious. I think my little rain gauge is registering right at about 0.7 right now. Seven tenths of an inch. Boy, that's delicious. Everything's soaking it up and, and enjoying that. We're here this hour covering... 
the five most popular topics that we've covered in the past year. We talked a little bit in the first segment about outdoor lighting and how popular that's becoming. And I think it's becoming popular because it's becoming so artistic. And it's not just light bulbs shining in your face, but it actually is enhancing your total environment, your quality of life, and your security and your safety as well. Then we talked a little bit about people that are kind of stuck in the middle. Do I sell now that I'm sitting on this big equity egg and move up? Or do I take that equity egg, crack it, and spend some of it right here, staying right in the neighborhood I've come to love and learn? Now we're going to number three. So that was number five. Number four. Number three was a segment we did with our electrician, John Bolinball. And uh, it's a, it's tips from an electrician on do-it-yourself safety repairs. And I had John at my home this week uh, and at one of my rental properties this week, coincidentally. And Romy, his advice to me, based on this subject, he said, if you're going to be talking about safety tips for homeowners, he picked up my red electrical box, duct taped it shut, and put a padlock on it. <laughs> That's an easy solution right there. <laughs> okay, John. No brainer. I get it, John. I get it. Okay, okay. <laughs> And in that article and, and broadcast, we go through a lot of the basic stuff, like fire detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, the aftermarket ones. Uh, you know, you've you've got to constantly be, be replacing the batteries, whereas new builds are hardwired in, which you know you don't have to worry about that. But uh, some of these new ones, they've got battery lives up to ten years now, so it's not like you have to check it every single year. So that's uh, a great enhancement to to the detectors we go through gfci outlets you know it's it something that uh was added to the code in 1971 for garages and then in 75 they increased that to also be included around uh sinks so they they showed up in the bathrooms in the kitchen and it is something that will kill the power to that outlet in 20 milliseconds should it sense that there's a surge of electricity coming from whatever the cause may be and when it's around water that's why you have the gfcis there where you've got the the risk of of the moisture affecting it (coughs) we go through arc fault circuits we go through electrical panels and then he goes through some basic upgrades and enhancements again back to the lighting topic that we covered in the outdoor lighting hour hour as well just how how many options you have with LEDs and the functionality that they have versus the old fluorescent or halogens. And halogens are just, I love halogen light on, especially on, on our artwork. I just love it. But boy, it's hot, man. It's hot. I love, I like the led light and you don't generate all that heat. And and it's a it's almost infinitely controllable, for sure. So I think a lot of people are surprised. Uh, the other thing y'all talked about a little bit is, and and that we covered the the a, a couple weeks later, is what electrical work does require a permit and what doesn't. And I'm I'm at people's home all the time, where you see violation after violation after violation after violation. 
um, of do-it-yourself electrical extensions to this circuit. You know, it, it, it's not good to have 47 receptacles on one 15-amp circuit. <laughs> I like the time that, I don't know if you mentioned on that particular broadcast, but one time when John was in from the Mighty Electrician, he mentioned a, a very reasonable price to come and just check out the electrical state of your home. Like if it's healthy, if your system's healthy, if there's yeah. anything risky. You know, sometimes in the older homes, things are really outdated, wires, you know, wear out and stuff. So I think that's a, what was it? It's probably gone off up since now, but I think at the time it was like, $250? And I think that included labeling your panel, which which every oh, that's home, huge. Which, which every homeowner should have as well. As a matter of fact, in the work he did at my house, our, our house, Jennifer, uh, yeah, <laughs> actually you. it's your house. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just get to room and board there. Uh, we were getting Jennifer's uh, charge station mounted in the garage for her electric vehicle. And we pulled this permit at City of Scottsdale and we ordered the part and it came in. And he actually discovered, he said, Rosie, your electrical panel box isn't up to code. And I said, what do you see that I don't? He says, see this main breaker? They should be bridged. I shouldn't have to flick both ends of it. Hmm. There should be a bridge connected. I have no idea where that bridge went. So uh, there he was. He was there just kind of taking care of a project. I've got to call City of Scottsdale for a final inspection on that. And he says, I the, ins- the inspector may fail you until I can order this part, and I can tell you, you know. Well, he also I'm, found— I'm not, not going to get it tomorrow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little while. Well, there's a set of outlets you've been fighting for a long time, and, and he discovered that they were actually damaged, and so you, we had to have those fixed too. It's just, you know, you can't, a lot of stuff you can't readily see, so it's very helpful to have an expert look at it. Yeah. Now, you had a couple calls come in. What were people, what were people looking for this well, particular holiday weekend? Oh, there was a gentleman weekend? out shopping— and he heard us talking last week with Jason Barlow at Habitat oh. about a place that you could buy um, appliances. And so I, th- I think what it, we, he heard us saying, we were talking about the ReStore, so the Habitat ReStores. How many do they have, Romy, here in town? Was it five or was it seven? Uh, Four here in town. Look. Four here in town. Okay. Yeah, so, I, so I, I sent him over there. But, you know, it's not like you can go and shop many. But, you know, actually, when I was at the ReStore on the west side of town that time last year when I went just to check it out, there was a lot of appliances. Yeah, there can be. There, there was quite a bit. So worth a, a shot if you're looking. It could be, you know, just like the end of, of a line, like a line that's being aged out or whatever. Or it could be something they pulled out of a remodel of a home. I, I was, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I was in a restore within the last three months, and there was a there was a 48-inch side-by-side Sub-Zero that wasn't over 15 years old. That 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 unit's got another twenty years life left in it. Take it from us. And uh, no, <laughs> no, and uh, you know you you you're, and you're going to be buying it for a fourth of what you pay brand new. So, the the restores are a great source for that kind of stuff. And while we're on the topic of habitat, we did have Jason Barlow, the president uh, of Habitat of Central Arizona, on last Saturday. It's always a high energy show every every time we have him on. Uh, it was so high energy, I got motivated to the point where I said, you know what? <laughs> motivated, Romy. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can take the team, the legion, the army of Rosie on the House listeners, and, and we can build a Habitat home in 2024. And one of the easy ways y'all can do that is uh, we, Jennifer and I will be participating. Uh, Romy, all the employees at the company will be participating. The Rosie Certified Partners are going to be participating. But if y'all contribute 
to the charitable donation on the Arizona State Income Tax Form. Married couples, it's up to $800. Singles, it's $400. If you'll just redirect that contribution to Habitat and list it for the Rosie build, I'll bet you we can build at least one home. We only need 150 families to do the $800 donation, and we've got one house done. And I know there's a whole lot more of you that listen every single week. So if, and you don't need to move at all, but it isn't money out of your pocket. If you owe the Arizona state income tax, this is a dollar for dollar credit. You're just going to direct the money you would send to the state coffers. You're going to just send straight to Habitat for Humanity. And the state excuses your tax liability for that same dollar. So take a look at it. I think we've sent it out in the newsletter this week. Yeah, it's on Facebook and in the newsletter. So you would have to go to Habitat Habitat of Central Arizona, which is HabitatCAZ.org. And it's a really, really nice uh, website. You just go to the Donate tab. Then you go to the Tax Credit Selection. And it explains what it is and how it works. And then you go to, it has a little button to donate. And then you get, it has it all listed, you know, like the one you mentioned, 421 or 841 or other options. And then you go to designation and you, there's a drop down there and you would choose other. And then it gives you a chance to type in. So you would type in Rosie on the house. Rosie so, Bill. Because I think it would be really fun for all of our listeners to be able to say, Hey, we help build a house. So. You know, we get the fund raised and we get the, the lot designated and we get the project started. I'm going to tell you that we'll even do a couple live broadcasts inviting you volunteers. If you want to learn how to frame, come learn how to frame on the Rosie on the House Habitat Build. If you want to learn how to drill holes and run Romex, come do it on the Rosie Build. If you want to learn how to hang sheetrock, tape, texture, mud, you want to learn how to paint, you want to trim carpentry, you want to learn how to hang a door, set a deadbolt, you want to learn how to run baseboard, crown molding, chair rail, we'll be out there. I'll be out there myself helping you if you will help us by just going to that charitable contribution, state tax credit, and redirect it to the Rosie Bill. I'd be a great way for us to meet all of you all out there. Okay, let's get back to the Top blogs of the year. The one we're going to hit on right now is design the best bathroom for your needs. And uh, boy, this is one of those chase your tail issues. Uh, Back when I first got in the business, we charged every homeowner a lot of extra money for sunken tubs. They loved them. They were very in. They were very uncomfortable. The population was younger. And the population was younger. And groovier, too. Oh, groovier, And groovier, groovier. (laughs) You you had to step over the threshold, down into a hole that was concrete tile, stayed ice cold. It took all the hot water just to warm up the tile before you set your fanny on the seat. And um, then the water got so cold so fast. So now we are filling in almost... All of those. That's a very common request. Fill in those sunken tubs and give me something that's comfortable, aesthetically beautiful, and can work well. So we do a lot of that. We also do a lot of take bath tubs out and create a barrier-free shower where you can actually roll a chair or a walker 
from the shower, from the bathroom floor straight onto the shower floor without having to lift yourself over any kind of curb. It's called a barrier-free entrance. Those are extremely popular right now. They can be a little tough. If you, if you want to convert a sunken tub to barrier-free, that's easy. That's a no-brainer. But if, you're, if your tub is already a conventional five-foot-wide tub sitting on the floor, we have to saw-cut that area, get into your drain line, and drop it so we can create that barrier-free. So that's a little bit more intense. It's a little bit more work, but we're doing it virtually every single day. So the trends in bathrooms right now are barrier-free, give me a little bit more door space, give me a little bit more walking space, give me a little bit more light. I like light over my bath shower area. I like frontal lighting at the mirror and the vanity rather than top-down lighting. And I like surfaces that are very, very easy to clean. Those are the bathroom trends of the current year 2023. Counting down our top articles for the year. We got one to cover, and before we get that, though, let's see how we can help Rudy and Buckeye at one 767 4348 That's 1-888. Rosie for you. Rudy, good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. I was calling to see if yes, I can, I, you know, I was calling to see if I can get some assistance with a water softener system. I'm not very familiar with them, and I know there's a few different options. And this is for an, you're the home you're in, you need a new one installed? Correct. The house is not plumbed for it. It's a 2016 build. I live in Buckeye. Um, we have a family of four, but we do have quite a bit of visitors, so it can range from 10 to 20 people at a time, so I don't know if that uh, needs to be accounted for. Okay. Well... That's unusual that it was built in 2016 and it wasn't installed with the loop. Um, I, I thought that kind of had become standard recently, but maybe not. But that's not going to keep you from being able to get a retrofit loop in. And what it'll just take a little bit extra work on the install side. It's usually, uh, I won't mention pricing, but it, no. it's not a, a Every house big is expense. too different. But my house was built in '60, and they had they had to go all the way around. They had to go like 300 feet just Ooh. all the way around. And so we've got two great partners. We've got uh, the Connecticut dealer. They do they service both Phoenix and Tucson and everything in between. So Casa Grande, uh, and then we've also got an independent dealer, Water Treatment Technology, out of Sky Harbor. Uh, I would contact both of those companies. Get you know the estimate for the water, uh, for for the water softening loop that needs to get installed, and then you, you know your different equipment. The big thing to offer: there's a lot of big companies that offer water treatment equipment, but there's a lot of water treatment equipment that's not very good, and a lot of it's not um, approved by the Arizona Water Quality Association. So uh, you know. Just make sure for anyone listening, if you're looking at water softeners, make sure it is equipment that's 
verified by the Arizona Water Quality Association because there's there's water softening, um, which is an ion exchange, but there's a lot of other products that don't necessarily say softening. They call it water treatment, treatment or water descaling or conditioning that, or water, water conditioning. conditioning. You know, but those aren't getting you the results that a soft water unit will do uh, is designed to do. And then on top of that, you know, the filter. Uh, for the drinking water station is usually a reverse osmosis system uh, right at right at your drinking station. So that's pretty typical and common. We appreciate the call. Let us know uh, who you go with and when it's installed. And, you know, the, there's nobody that gets a water treatment system installed that ever goes back or, you know, that's the first thing they put in their new home when they get there. That The quality of water when it's just water and not all the other items that are added to it or the gets collected on its travel path to your home is uh is pretty pretty nice so article number one was interior and exterior painting tips from a pro we had joe miller with the arizona paint company and studio that joined us and again that's one that also has a great uh like cliff note youtube video playlist that do you can I, go through do i remember right joe generated it was 14 or 15 video clips out of that one interview uh, it was a good number. I don't remember the exact count. Little, but. little tips on use of paintbrush, roller, correct technique, sealing paint cans, cleanup. That's, it's all there at the website, rosieonhouse.com. A lot of prep and patchwork as well yeah. before you start applying the paint because it's only uh, – a, a paint job's only as good as the preparation that goes into it ahead of time. The mask and protect, the nick and clean up. Uh, dent, scratch, replace, wall, uh, holes in the walls from artwork. Painting is one of those things we all think we can do. It looks easy. You just take a brush and roll it on there. But when you listen to the pros and get the tips, really, you can come a long way. And it's even better if you can get somebody to do it for you, But like Arizona Paint. But you can, you can do it, and he does give some great tips on doing, getting a professional result. Along with different masking techniques, if you're trying mm. to do a color change on a wall. That's tough. On... On how to properly get that uh, perfectly crisp straight line, uh, he had a, a really good technique for that as well with the tape. Uh, but all of those top five articles, uh, if you go to rosieonthehouse.com, on the home page you can see the uh, the blog is down. You got to scroll a little bit; it's, it's just below the fold, uh, or select uh, blog out of the homeowner resources tab on top, and it's the most current one, posted uh, December nineteenth. All five of those articles that we've talked about are in there so you can go to that one and then click and get the expanded article and then from there that you can get the podcast and the youtube video a lot of great content if for whatever if any of those projects are coming up on your radar for this year well it's a great place to go get information from local experts